Got it. Okay, so let's give some shape to this conversation because what happened just now was we started in the middle, which is yeah. what I always do, which is fantastic, but let's just include everybody else. I'm going to keep an eye on the waiting room in case anybody from the QT community um, decides to join us live for this conversation. This is um, my answer to a podcast right now um, because what I wanted to do was create this opportunity to get to know QT members. Um, because I have this crazy advantage that I know you guys really well. And I think that the best way to sort of really build community, but also use this content in a way that is helpful to people, is to go deep and to really talk about um, where we're coming from, what our story is, so that when we connect in the community and when we connect at, at events, we actually know each other and we can start in the middle like you and I do. That's my goal for this conversation, Lauren, that people having listened to it really get to know you. And I know that you've already done a podcast, Qualified Tutor Podcast with Ludo, which was absolutely fantastic. But you've made tons of progress since you recorded that. Right. And you've grown in your confidence and it's palpable with you. And so that's some of what I want to capture here. Is that OK with you? Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. OK. So. As you know, we always talk about being curious, being generous and being reflective. And that frames everything that we do here. So in this conversation, I'm going to ask you firstly to look for new ideas, new thoughts that you haven't covered before. That's the curiosity. Um, and generosity means please share with us the difficult times and the wonderful times, um, because that's the context that we benefit from. When we talk about being reflective, I would love to hear at the end of this conversation what you've learned from this journey along the way. So let's start off by my asking you, please, Lauren, to tell us your tutoring story and how you got here. Yeah, for sure. Firstly, thanks for having me on. I always love being here and being able to share. Um, and I think, as you said, I've grown in confidence in being able to do that. So where my journey starts was at school. Um, and I really struggled. I was a anxious, driven very nervous, very stressed, very overwhelmed student. And I just didn't know what to do. And I think when I got a tutor, that was when things changed. So I was very grateful that I, and, and very lucky that I had that opportunity um, against some other students that, that weren't able to have that. And I think at the time when I was at school, it was very unheard of that you got a tutor or it was very rare. So I just wanted to scream about it. I was like, this is great. Someone's here to talk to me. That's not my mum. That's not a teacher. It's somebody that really understands what I'm going through, what difficulties I'm having. And I thought, right, this is great. So they very much shaped me in going into university, which was something that as a as a child, I never ever thought I could achieve. Um, and once I got there, the reality of it was I wouldn't have got there without that person. And that support and that network of people that she introduced me to. Um, and I was very lucky to do that. So when I left school, somebody approached me and it was a family friend. And she said, right, I've got a problem. My son just doesn't engage. And I was like, right, okay. I says, what is it about it? And she says, I don't know. She says, I'm puzzled. Teachers are telling me doing, he's doing fine. Other people are telling me he's doing fine. He's telling me I'm fine. 
but this isn't reflective in the the sort of output that he's bringing. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, so she says, all I want you to do is just sit down with him and find out what the problem is. So this was, to me, quite scary because I was like, all right, okay, I'm still a student. You know, I was 17. Like, I was still very much what I saw as a baby at that point. And so we sat down and I said, the first question I asked him was, I says, what is it about learning that gives you anxiety, that creates this stress, that creates this problem in your mind that you just shut down? And he went, oh, and he just paused and he was like, I, I don't know. And I was like, right, okay, let, let's unpick it a bit then. And I think I maybe asked him three further questions and honestly, I can't remember what they were now. But eventually we got to a point where he could articulate that the problem was that he just didn't understand why he was learning. Like what purpose was it for, why it was going to be useful and what in the bigger sense of things, why this would help him. So we spent, I think, maybe a good six weeks just coming to terms with that. And I think a lot of parents would be like, wow, that's a long, long time. But he really needed that time to just be able to, one, grow trust with me, and two, understand what it was that he needed support with. So we spent a lot of time doing that. And then once we got to that, then we could sort of deep dive and go into... Sorry, 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 sorry. You were 17 years old and you knew how to build a six-week program to help him to build trust with you and unpick what support he needed. Yes. In hindsight, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I didn't. I He's think I... Right now, right. Yeah, now I know that what I was doing was what the tutor did with me. Yeah, I was replicating the same process. I was replicating the whole point of somebody that was there to listen, yeah. somebody that was judgment free, someone that had no set agenda to him. And he loved that because he was like, oh, right, well, I can tell her this and I can tell her that. And she's not going to sit there and go, oh, but what about this? But what about that? No, we just focused in on what he was saying and what he wanted to achieve. How did you... Um... How did you know how to hold space without giving him solutions? How did you know how to say just just to hear him? Because he reminded me a lot of me. Okay. He was that in the same position I was at maybe when I was 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, like I need to give him what I didn't get or uh -huh. what people didn't know what to give me. So, and a lot of it, I think, in hindsight, was actually just thinking, how am I meant to give him a well-rounded solution if I don't actually know the full picture? Okay. Um, so once we got that, it was so much easier because then it was like, right, okay, yeah, the solution is we need to get you that grade. That's yes. the overarching because in order to get you into this course, this is what we need to do. But it's not as simple as that. There is so many other factors, so many other things that we need to look at. So, you know, breaking it down into small, tiny, tiny, in hindsight, really small steps made it possible. Um, and now he's in a space where, like, he's incredibly successful and he's actually now tutoring as well. <laughs> Well, that's incredible for me. Look at the legacy. Yeah, it's just that he saw the value in it and he took the next step. 
and you know he's given back to children in his position yeah. and he's now saying what I'm saying yeah. to them and it's just it's so rewarding because look yeah. at what he's doing so I, I really I, we really have to go further into this story because mm. it's so relevant right now so firstly how old are you Lauren I'm now 24 which I love about mm. you because I'm like 100 years older than you <laughs> so you're 24 and this happened when you were 17 and you had a tutor when you were 14 yep yeah. right yep and and now that student who was 14 is now 17 or 18 or 19 and is now paying it forward again so what we've created is this well-being loop so this is my question to you do you find that the students that you're working with now are all struggling to understand the purpose of their studies yeah absolutely that's a strong theme right yeah it's a huge thing and some of them don't realize that that's the thing some of them are very blind to the fact that they're so focused on so many other things or passions or things that they want to do and they forget that there is so much more to it or indeed they don't realize it's so hard to for them to really articulate to me to their parents to anyone what it is that they do so I think a lot of what I try and do is get that first, like get it out, get it out. What is it is the problem or what's the issue or what is the thing that's hiding? Mm. Um, I find that I I find, because as you know, I have a house full of teenagers and what's the point really seems to be underpinning mental health at the moment. And you and I have had lots of conversations about how broken the school system is and the fact that the kids are feeling it now and it's showing up in mental health is really because there's a misalignment between what the children need and what school's asking them to do. Yeah. Yeah. You are on the front lines because you're working with those teenagers who are cracking because the system's not fit for purpose. Yeah, they are. Incredibly. I think a good 80% of the students I've worked with in the past year it's just, it's it's heartbreaking what they tell me. Um, Could you give me a little bit of context for that? Could you tell me a bit more? Yeah, so I think a lot of what I've been doing is going beyond the kind of tutor traditional relationship and actually having to signpost them, support them, tell them things that as a child my mum, my dad, whoever it was, people close to me would tell me because, and it's it's so broken and it's so frustrating because for me, I'm at a place now where my mindset is incredibly great and I love my mindset and it's fantastic, but see if I was in that position now, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't. I would be like, what the heck do I do? Because I've got, I'm getting pulled in this way, I'm getting pulled that way, but then I've also still got to do this, and then I'm still needing to look after my well-being. But what does that actually mean? They don't know what well-being is. They don't understand what that actually means. They think well-being is sitting on their phone, playing a game, and that solves the problem. When in reality, a lot of the students that I work with, that's the thing that's caught is the trigger to them creating this sense of overwhelm. Um, it's just, but then some that that is what soothes them, and that's absolutely fine. There is no right or wrong. 
but they do not know how to find it. So wise. You're reminding me of a video, a video that I saw from Dr. Julie Smith. Have you seen her mental health videos? And she talks about um, reasons why people who are struggling with anxiety and depression play computer games and how it's a helpful distraction and it makes you feel connected and, and all of those things. And yet we definitely see there's a tipping point between it's part of the solution and it's part of the problem. And it's difficult to see the, the, the teenagers going through that and understanding when to intervene and say, this isn't helping you right now. This is actually making it harder for you. Yeah. And it's knowing that. Who is the person to say that? Ah. The one that's to catch them. Yeah. And I think I've been the one to do that a lot. I've been the one to go, right, whoa, is this actually helping you? Is it serving you? Is this making you feel better? No. Right. What else do we need to do? And there's been several students that I've had that have then come back to me and said, do you know, I'm not interested in that kind of activity anymore. I don't like doing this anymore. I realized that what I was doing was numbing the feeling that I felt. I was numbing it. And it's so hard because there it is, I go back to this, there is no right or wrong. And it, I often find that quite difficult as well. You know, I'm learning from them as much as, you know, I'm teaching them. I'm learning what works for one, right? And then I'm going into the next student and going, right, that doesn't work. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, wow. So it, That's what that looks like, yes. It's so, it's so incredible. I love it. I think some people would get quite overwhelmed by that. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm like, wow, that's that's incredible. You know, teachers in a classroom have to wait until next year to deliver that lesson again. Yeah. But you have this opportunity because you're teaching parallel students in parallel situations. Okay. You have that do-over opportunity much, much more frequently, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. I find it sometimes daily. I can see it. <laughs> um but more frequently, sort of weekly, on a week-to-week, at least one session per week, there has to be some sort of element. It'll be a do-over, right. So tell me this. When you, um, when you share with your clients or parents, students, what you do and how you work, how much of the well-being, the coaching, the going beyond the curriculum do you explain to them as part of your USP? Or do you just hold it up your sleeve for when you need it? Um. I think I used to hold it up my sleeve. I think when we first met and we first talked about things, I was quite focused in on, and now I see this was wrong, was in on what transformation I could do. How could I get them there and do that? And what I wasn't actually focusing on was, what did I actually do? Yes, I got them here, but what was that process? And my process is that, is that confidence building, self-esteem is going beyond that, finding the academic skills or indeed skills in general to get them to X, Y, and Z. So I've had students that I know and they know and their parents and guardians, whatever, know that they do not want to go into further study. Fine. That's absolutely fine. There is absolutely no point in you trying to pursue that if you know at that point that that's not the case but that's not to say I can't provide them value in the same way 
than a student that wants to go on to further education because the skills that they need in a workplace and apprenticeship and whatever training whatever environment it is they still need them too so this so would that be functional skills you'll be helping those students with yeah yeah definitely more on that so I think one of the big things that I've noticed is society does not communicate well (laughs) and it for me I was one of those I was a terrible communicator I didn't express my feelings I didn't tell anybody when I was feeling stressed I kept it in and then I'd explode and then it would be like this is the end of the world It's, it's the worst thing to ever happen in life And then I was like, why am I doing that? I'm self-sabotaging my progress. So when I learned that, I was like, wait a minute, this needs to be sort of told and and learned together. So students, parents, guardians, they're all part of this. It's not just the student, the parent and the guardian and the teacher and whoever else is involved needs to communicate in the way that A, works for the student but also be that everybody can understand what's going on. So it's Do you have the opportunity to speak with other stakeholders? Yeah, I make it so, so clear that I work with the group, the group that I see in my mind, all of these stakeholders together, they all have to come together and we have to work together in order to make this work. And, and do you find that it um, there has like a, a halo effect? So you're working with a student, which means you're working with their family. And then there are other improvements that happen for the whole family because of that. Oh, God, yeah. Like I, I w- until I started doing this as a more holistic kind of view, it's become 10 times better because we've got in my mind I'm quite a visual thinker and you know this like I love drawing things out I love color I love all these kind of things so every time I get a new student on board I draw out this sort of like a diagram if you like and they're always in the center and no matter what we do if I feel that maybe we're not putting them first we have to go back to this and I'll send it to the stakeholder and go but wait a minute we need to come back here Wow. Can I ask you a favor? Would you mind sending us one of those, sharing us one of those in the QT community? I would love to see what that looks like. Yeah, because that for me, I'm a visual thinker, visual learner, and I work best off of that, right? You don't have to be a visual thinker or learner to understand what that diagram is. We're faced with these on a day-to-day basis. It's an incredible tool that one day I think I was sitting can't even remember it was it was at Christmas time just there and I was trying to find a way that I could articulate to a parent what is my method and what why the process is so important because quite rightly and quite within their rights to ask what was happening and why was this happening and what were the benefits so I just drew it out and then I thought hmm I quite like that and then it just sort of happened right. to so it just it just popped up organically because you were on yeah. but I think what's you know as a mum so my kids got um school reports at the end of term before they left and uh, my eight-year-old and my 11-year-old bounce into the car with their school reports that are all sealed you know because and uh, you get a letter or a, a whatsapp or an email from the school to say your report is in your child's 
school bag, make sure that you see it. Okay, so, you know, all this seriousness and authority around the school report. And you open the school report, and I, to be honest, you know, most of it's drag and drop. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see, you know, what was covered in PE this year. What I need to see is that the parents understand who my children are. And when I read the report and it says your child is really strong in this, has a lot to contribute over here, um, not even the, you know, even better than statements, just the description of my child. All I'm looking to see is that the school understands who, they, who my child is. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, like, so my lovely eight year old got this, you know, they said, oh, she's so lovely and she behaves so nicely and she's such a good friend and she's so kind. And I'm like, I said to her, I'm really glad they know who you are. Yeah, because yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, what you're supposed to say is good job. Well done. You did really well this year. But it's like she did really well every day. And I don't need the teachers to tell me that. I just need the teachers to tell me that they know who she is because they spend so much time with her. And to me, your drawing is is communicating so effectively exactly that exactly that to the parents so whatever the method is my takeaway from what you've just shared is show them that you know them mm -hmm. because in terms of building trust and in terms of leading their learning that's got to be the starting point yeah and it's funny because often in a session the first question I'll ask is so I've got a student at the moment and he's, I always laugh about it, but I, I, I love when he says it. I'm not even through the door, shoes off, nothing. I'm not even in the door frame. And he's, I scored a million goals at football. I did this and I did that. And it's just like, whoa. It's like, <laughs> and sometimes it takes you a wee bit aback because you're like, yeah. whoa, right. I'm not even through the door yet. Yeah. Like but, a happy Labrador, right? Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's the houses that you go to with the dogs, with the cats, whatever animal it is, and they want to see you. Uh -uh. That for me shows that I'm doing much more than what I should be. Hang on. Or you're doing exactly what you should be. And yeah. 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 And yeah. because if the dog, for me, because I have a dog and we all know Winston because he's, he's a great mm -hmm. player of my life and he's over everything, he will tell me whether a person is good or not by the way he behaves right I know whether they are a good person or a bad person or whether I'm going to relate to that person or not because he knows me inside out and when I walk into those families I'm like this dog knows me You're, you feel person. accepted by the by yeah. the dog and that's a really strong message wow it's, it's crazy. beautiful yeah that's beautiful and so so healthy um there's something else that occurred to me there where you where you talk about the excited students. So in, uh, in, in primary school, teachers have this wonderful problem where the first 15 minutes after the kids come in from break, you have to hear play by play of exactly what happened. And it's always the same children that need to come storm your desk and get it all out there before they can start the, the session. And for a class teacher, it's another one of those moments where they can't hear everyone. It's it's like a painful, it's like a it's like a bittersweet moment because on the one hand, you see that they want to share, and that gives you that lovely feeling of relationship and, and success, but you can't hear them all in that time. And 
what's gorgeous is you can hear that one child and his million goals and get to know his pet because it's just him and that's who you're there for yeah it, it, I love it I love I've it I've never noticed that before though and I think that's such an interesting distinction between yeah. teaching and teaching it's just so incredible because it doesn't have to be a sport it doesn't have to be a pet it can just be as a simple line of I am one that I always remember is I was I think just started out this time last year and I walked into the house and this was the first time that I knew I'd got the child's trust because they said I've made you a cup of tea I've put it on the table and I've got you your favorite biscuit and I was like right and I didn't know what to do I was just like, <laughs> like oh thank you and I realized something the only reason that student knew that I liked my custard creams was because I'd done a post on it on my Instagram and they had and it was maybe like three days before and they'd gone on to my Instagram read all of that knew I liked a cup of tea or a coffee or a hot drink and a biscuit Oh my gosh. And they wanted you to know that they knew. And they wanted me to know that they trusted me now. They had got the confidence to go and see what I was about. And yeah. they were they were fine. And that was the moment at which then we were ready. We could go into things and we could do it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Tell me about this then. So you're really, really brilliantly active on social media. And um I think it's really interesting that your student took that opportunity to research you and find out what you were about. Um, and that you have this opportunity to sort of, to communicate with them in your posts of, over social media. And, you know, traditionally we say you shouldn't be friending your students on Facebook, but there is a certain element of, um, present, of presentation that you can achieve using social media where you know that they can see you. It's, it's mm -hmm. public profile. You know that they can see you. And so you're using it to leverage the relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, because they, I always say to the parents, if they want to know more about me, let them see Instagram, whatever it is. And let them look at these videos because everything that I talk about is targeted to these students and their parents, right? So, yes, there is that fine line between allowing them to follow, but they can actively sit there with the parent. And then what happens is they'll talk to the parent or the guardian and say, oh, Lauren really likes that or Lauren likes that. I had a prime example of it last week. They were wanting to know more about like essay writing and I'd just done a post on structure of an essay. And I said, right, for next week, go into there and look at the video that I did. And I want you to take away what it is that I'm trying to get at so that then when we start doing it, you understand. By that week, they had, they had come up with more than what was in that video. But that gave them a starting point to go, right, that is what she's going to talk about. But this is what I need to take. And they'd went and researched it all. And probably did hours of work trying to find what it was that we were going to do and it was like right that's they're really keen they want to learn they want to know 
And that, I could leverage that just from a simple video that took me 30 seconds to record. Like, it's just incredible. Isn't that amazing? I, I, I love the fact that you've, um, you're using that content for new students and for existing students at the same time. And you're using it as a, we call it a lead magnet, right? So opportunity to find out what you're about and get to know you, but also for your existing students to actually support and develop their learning. That's really effective. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I've tried to do a lot of, especially since meeting Hannah, Art of Brill Hannah. I love her. Like so Hannah Knowles from Art Yeah, Art. Hannah Knowles. Yeah, she is. Good, tell us. She's, she's just incredible. She is the type of person that would bring you up in the worst possible situation. And one of the things that I took away from the Love Tutoring Festival was that actually you don't have to be in this state of upbeat all of the time and happy 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 on that scale that she talked about yeah but what you do need to do is make a conscious conscious effort to try and do it and the more conscious I am of it the more I see the value in putting up these videos on social media and putting up these raw kind of this wasn't a good week ah and reflecting on these things yeah and everything just sort of comes back round into a circle that's why I did that true self challenge because she challenged me to do it and I was like right I'm going to do this because what's the true self challenge so it was being yourself for four minutes per day just in some form right (laughs) so some of the things I did was bizarre and I was really 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 quite nervous about it because I thought People are going to know that I sit in the car sometimes and talk to myself and write. Oh, everybody does that. Right. My kids know full well I get up to the driveway and I just take a minute. Yeah. And realizing that that's fine. And see the amount of messages I was getting for people saying, I will sit on this very couch in the morning, have my coffee and literally stare into space. Yeah. See the amount of parents that said, wow. I tried this and this changed me because four minutes to drink your cup of coffee gives you time to be present, gives you time to think about the things that matter most and go, right, what's your plan of action? And now, whilst I'm not tracking it on social media anymore, I am finding that I'm doing it. So having moments to myself, taking time to just do what I want to do not what a million other people want me to do, just what I want to do. And I mean, for instance, last night, I was absolutely knackered. I've had a really incredibly too busy two weeks. And I just, I thought, it's quarter to eight. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I go to bed. I went to bed and I put on a podcast and I sat there and I didn't go to bed to my normal, like actual sleep to my normal time, but it was great. I felt great. Woke up this morning, I was like, that was such a great idea. (laughs) Such a great idea. (laughs) Because I was still listening to the podcast. I was still getting the value. I was still doing all the things that I would have done if I sat on this couch, if I'd stayed up. But I slowed right down, took the time that I needed, and I woke up better, feeling better for it. 
It's so lovely because it's just so simple. And it takes me back to what you said right at the beginning about your students, that there's no right or wrong. No. Right? But there is honest and less honest. Yeah. And it seems to me that um, that this conversation is, has been just about being as honest and as authentic as possible mm -hmm. and that that's what serves your students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you've known me for a long time now. And... The difference in me, I am now seeing it, right? <laughs> because I think everyone in the qualified term community has said to me in some form over the last maybe three or four months, look at what you used to be like, look at what you've done, blah, blah, blah. And especially at the Love Tutoring Festival, the amount of people that said, look at the progress that you've made. I was still in that, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. But now I am really, truly seeing it and actually realizing I can talk about the times where I thought this is this this is not going to work. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. That's fine because the reality of it is there's probably someone in that exact situation right now that would benefit from me saying I felt the exact same thing. You know, I met with somebody yesterday and. I just knew really clearly that they hadn't been through that moment yet. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that people, when you come out the other side of, can't do this anymore, do I wanna do this anymore? And you make that decision that yes, you do. You have a different texture to you. You have a deeper, stronger commitment. Oh yeah. Right? And you do so much more. You do things that you've wanted to do, yeah. in my case, for years. And I mean, I traveled to London by myself and I would never have dreamt of even getting on that train, never mind getting to London. So the fact that I did that and I didn't go home early, yes. I stayed and I got the train that I booked home on the Saturday. And, you know, I had a lovely coffee in the train station and had time to reflect on what I'd just done. It was, it was so valuable. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to share with you, um, I had a similar experience yesterday. So um, yesterday I went to a networking event um, with a new potential partner for QT that I only just met that afternoon. And, um, and it was great and it was an awesome night and it was lovely meetings and a lovely, and as I got home, I remembered that just six months ago, I would never have been able to do that. So much so that I was invited to speak at a, um, at a dinner for one of our partner agencies. And I made Odette come with me and walk me there. And we had a drink around the corner before and I was as wobbly as anything. I had an absolute meltdown and she was physically propping me up. And so yesterday when I went off on the tube and she couldn't come with me and I'm like, you're proud of me aren't you she's like yeah I feel like mama bear right now and it was such it was such a yummy measurable moment you know you don't always you don't always have a a, a a touch point to measure back to but in that case of going out meeting people not being afraid or wobbly or doubting my own voice that was that was a really lovely measurable moment for me yeah and I mean, you know, you and Odette were the reason I was down there. I mean, the two of you were, come, come, come on, just do it. And I mean, Odette was just like my mum down there. 
she was just there to hold me up and tell me that it was fine and tell me that it would be okay and you know what by day three I was like I'm all good I'm okay I'm fine and she's like okay that's fine as long as you're okay but knowing that you have that if I had if I needed one of you that you were there but now I'm at a point now where I'm like "Mm, I would go and be like yeah all good but I could now role reversal and do that for somebody else oh isn't that amazing again we start we started speaking about legacy and we're speaking about that again of that the paying it forward side right um I spoke with my 11 year old today I was driving him uh to his camp and we we spoke about stabilizers and how we spoke about having racing car a racing bike with stabilizers and whether or not you would how ridiculous that would be to have a great big awesome racing bike but waist up with stabilizers and how stabilizers are only useful when you need them and then you have to remove them and that sort of supportive structure and how we help each other and stabilize each other but then we don't need it yeah you grow out of it and that's what you're looking for you know i said to him that you can't always lean on your stabilizers because then you're cycling like this yeah the whole idea is to make them redundant and just balance and and know that the supportive framework is there when you need it and that's i think what what you're describing there is that that's how community helps oh yeah absolutely it's got you have to have community you have to and that is one of the biggest things that i've learned and probably the most valuable as a business owner remove tutoring remove all of that if you do not have a community as a business owner no matter where you're operating just won't work just doesn't work that's absolutely right so you know that we're just about to launch the qt awards and there's a whole section there about supported and whether you have a mentor and whether you are mentoring others whether you're active in a community and those are really really specific behaviors that boost your mindset so we've got three minutes and i have to wrap up and i'm so chuffed that derek and d made it and melanie popped in for a bit as well um so I think, Lauren, what I'm going to ask you to do just just in order to wrap us up here is to share with me or share with us what you've come to see out of this conversation that you may not have spotted before. Just actually how far I have actually come. And I said it that I'm starting to see it, but now I am seeing it. And because being part of Qualified Tutor, I have had so many people being able to say look at what you're doing and in a more recognized way that understand exactly what I'm talking about it's almost like when we are the ones that go in and support students right we know what they are feeling but now to have somebody know how I'm feeling in the sense of what I'm doing it's it's like this chain of like people so I've got the student someone's got me someone's got you and it just it is that it's creating that and that's why I think the little drawing I've got which you're going to share with us I will share I will share and do you know what off the back of this I might actually draw out um qualified tutor in the middle and then all of the things and show you exactly what I'm thinking because I can see this forever now and this time last year was when I joined that's incredible that this is so much has happened so many incredible things 
And anyone who's listening, you need to really value what you're doing because you, I can assure you, I can guarantee you at least some one thing in the past year, there's something that you've got, something. There has to be. And if you can't find it, come and see us. One of us, we'll have that chat with you and we'll show you that there is actually something. So beautiful. I'm going to wrap up now. Dee just put in the um, in the chat that she's been here for two years and it's transformed her experience as a tutor. And I really appreciate that. Derek, but he's finally on Zoom. Yay. <laughs> Welcome, Derek, live and in person. You look like you're in um, in Egypt. But we'll discuss. That. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I don't know what happened this morning. Uh, it looks like some of the folk also had the same problem. But hey, we are here. I'm yeah, um, there's a lot of exciting things bubbling under the surface at the moment that Judy and I are still discussing, and um, it's 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 going to happen. There's well, what you were talking about, Lauren, in the brief time that I was listening to you, um, mentoring, being available, more than just a frequently asked question bot that's out there, uh, is such a vital part of this whole process. Um, we have to be there for those who struggle. We have to be there for those who are facing challenges. And this is the platform to do it. It's a platform that I've been watching very carefully for the last, I don't know, about eight, nine months. And Julia and your team, you're doing such an amazing job. And uh, hats off. You really are awesome. Um, it's what this community needs. Thanks. I really appreciate that. If you could just write that to my mum, I, 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 that would really help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, send okay, me an email. Right. I'll send you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek, you have to book in for one of these Q2 conversations because they are wonderful, right, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Uh, um, I was planning to do that during the whole of this week, but uh, I had a bit of a oops moment on Friday when um, an old back injury kicked in. And uh, I have not been able to walk or sit or do anything. Oh, and this I'm is the sorry. first day when I'm able to get, get onto these kinds of sessions. So apologies for not being on the others, but I will be on there from now on. So don't worry. Fantastic. Okay. okay. Have a great weekend. Lauren, thank you so much. Jason. For sure. It is always a joy to get you to know you better. For sure. Bye, Go well, guys. Hello. Cheers for now. Love. Shalom. Bye. Bye.